Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a show that brings you tales of terrifying females from lore, legend, and everything in between. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, to celebrate arguably the best holiday out there, we have a special Halloween episode. Stay tuned for stories of possession, unexplainable happenings, and how one well-meaning gift can lead to chaos. Without further ado, let's get down to it. This week's topic is Haunted Dolls. To begin, haunted dolls are defined as handmade or manufactured dolls or stuffed animals that are thought to be possessed or cursed. For the purpose of this episode, we're going to focus on two famous tales of haunted dolls and the effects they had on the people that owned them. Made famous from the Conjuring series of movies, Annabelle is probably a haunted doll you've heard of before. If you're familiar with the movies, you might be imagining the wide-eyed, gray-skinned doll used as the main character. This, as you can imagine, is not what Annabelle actually looks like. She is actually a completely tame-looking Raggedy Ann doll. Annabelle might not immediately cause terror in the hearts of those who see her, but rest assured, she should not be underestimated. We start our story in 1970 Hartford, Connecticut. Two female nurses were living together in an apartment when one of them received a doll as a gift from her mother, who found the present at a second-hand store. Once the doll was in their home, the women began to experience some unexplained happenings. If the doll was left in the living room the night before, the new owner would find the doll sitting in her bedroom by morning. She also noticed that when she would come home from work, the doll's legs would be crossed, when neither of them would have left them that way previously. These movements concerned the women, but it wasn't until they came home to find multiple pieces of parchment paper around their home with the words, Help Me, mysteriously written on it, that they realized they were dealing with something more. One morning following this experience, the roommates were sitting, having breakfast, when their doll companion's arms lifted on their own accord and placed themselves on the table. They felt the doll was trying to communicate with them, so the women decided to seek help in the form of a psychic. The woman held a seance and discovered that the doll was being possessed by the spirit of a girl around six or seven years old by the name of Annabelle. She went on to explain that the child was killed in a car accident that occurred right outside their apartment. From there, the nurses began to treat Annabelle less like a doll and more like another person. Things remained pretty normal and calm until one night when one of the women had their fiancé sleep over. The man was sleeping on the couch when he awoke, panicked from a terrible nightmare. He claimed he dreamed that Annabelle crawled up his legs and began choking him. Unable to be calmed, the man picked up Annabelle, threw her across the room, and began shouting about how she couldn't actually harm anyone. This, of course, proved to be a mistake. The man then received seven slashes on his skin, across his chest and stomach, that seemed to appear out of nowhere. This proved the doll was not the innocent spirit of a child, but that of a dangerous entity. After this, the women sought out an Episcopal priest in Connecticut for help. He then directed the women to paranormal investigators Lorraine and Ed Warren, 
who requested the priest to perform an exorcism on the apartment to cast out any spirits. The couple then took the doll for safekeeping and locked her behind a glass case in their home. This was thought to contain her evil energy and prevent her from causing more harm. She remains there to this day. Our next story takes us to 1917 Sapporo, Japan. A 17-year-old boy, Ichiki Suzuki, was touring the area during a maritime exhibition when a doll in the window of a shop caught his eye. She was dressed in a kimono, with shoulder-length hair styled in the traditional okapaka hairstyle. The young man immediately bought the doll for his two-year-old sister and gave it to her when he returned home. She fell in love with the doll and took it with her everywhere, even naming it after herself, Okiku. Unfortunately, a year later, tragedy struck the family in the form of yellow fever. The young child caught the disease and died while holding her favorite companion tightly in her arms. Her family wanted to bury the doll with her, but through some unforeseeable circumstances, were unable to do so. They instead kept the doll in the shrine they created for their child. This is where things started to take a strange turn. The hair on Okiku the doll seemed to be growing and managed to reach down to her waist. This wasn't all, in fact. The family spoke of seeing the doll in their room by morning after dreaming of the once-living Okiku. They also experienced hearing strange noises and banging in their home, as well as lights turning off and on, which seemed to happen closer to the real-life Okiku's birthday and death anniversary. Shamans and spiritual leaders in their community claimed that the spirit of the child had entered the doll. In 1938, the family relocated to a different district, and believing Okiku needed to stay near her grave, they decided to leave the doll with the local temple. The priests at the temple had heard of this incredible doll and were happy to take her in. They regularly trimmed her hair, which seemed to keep her content. As the years moved on, Okiku became more powerful, gaining the ability to enter the dreams of the priests who visited her and growing her hair faster. If you desire to visit this doll, she is on display in a wooden box in the Mananji Temple in the town of Iwamizawa, Hokkaido, Japan. Just be aware, she may come and visit you while you attempt to get a good night's rest. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on Instagram. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas, and happy Halloween. <laughs>